This is really the greatest time of the day. Telling you it is. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host, C.L. King, coming to you live from the High Definition Studios right here in Impactville. Yes. And I'm delighted to be able to start out this week. You know, our work week is Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. We got a really weird work schedule. But I'm really excited to start out our work broadcast week with someone who over the past decade plus, probably 12 or 13 years more like it, I have been able to watch, try to emulate, and be inspired by this gentleman. It is not every day, ladies and gentlemen, that we get someone of this caliber, of this legendary stature on Impacting Life 24-7. Now, we've had some celebrities, but I'm just telling you now, this guest that we have tonight, he going to eclipse them all. So y'all better strap in. I want you to listen very closely. It's going to be so rich and so fulfilling that we'll just have to invite him back for part two because I know we won't get it all done in part one. The great Mr. Mark Best uh, is joining us tonight all the way from the city of New Bern, North Carolina. And he is the former director of employment readiness at Craven Community College. He is also the former Craven and North Carolina Community College System Staff Person of the Year. He is also the Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Humanitarian Award recipient. He is the first African-American male to chair the Craven County DSS Board. He served 11 years on the New Bern Planning and Zoning Board. And he's currently on Craven County Sheriff's Advisory Board. You know it's got to be running good because I'll be speaking there at the jail this coming Wednesday and Thursday, and Sheriff Chip Hughes speaks so highly of Mr. Mark Best. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, what I and Greg and our entire team are efforting to do by having this gentleman here is to show you how a legacy really works. This man has went through all the bell curves of success and struggle in society, and he took all of that and used it to help change and impact others' lives. He could have stayed in his own little shell, but no, he said, I'm going to make a difference in my community. So we are blessed beyond measure to have the one, the only, Mr. Mark Best at Impacting Life. Welcome, Mr. Best. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you this afternoon? Man, I'm doing wonderful. It's, it's a blessing to have you. And for those of you that are tuning in live, Here's what I'm, I was so caught up in introducing the gentleman that I got <laughs> I got to make sure that I make it so all of you guys could see this, whether you're friends with me or not. So I'm converting that to public so everyone can see it. And I would love for you guys that are there to, that are tuning in live to share this because I, I'm telling you we are blessed to have someone of this caliber on the show. So, Mr. Best, I said we got to get right to it because you know time flies when you're having fun. Before we get started tonight, I would love for you. Are you originally from New Bern, or where are you originally from? I'm originally from New Bern. I mean, yes. a, a, an original New Bernite. You know, yes. I, us transplants from the north. You know, I came from the north. I guess Ohio would be considered Midwest. I, I have been here now for 30 years, 30, 31, 32 years. I don't know how long. But I stayed because of amazing people like you that had an influence and impact in my life. So I know you very well. But as in our pre-show, I was finding out stuff that I did not know. So why don't you take this moment, Mr. Mark Best, from Craven County, New Bern, North Carolina. Give us a little intro about who you are and uh, introduce yourself to our vast audience, if you would, please. Well, thank you. Mr. King, before I do that, I have to read something to you. You know, I'm an elder of the church. Yes, sir. And, and there's a verse in Proverbs, verse uh, chapter 22, verse uh, 11. It says, he who loves a pure heart and whose speech is gracious but he will have even the king as his friend. So you, I am in presence of the king this afternoon. So I, so I just had to throw that verse out there at you and all of that. I received so, that verse, Elder. I received that verse. <laughs> but, but, but yes, New Bern is is my my hometown. I was, I was, uh, my my childhood was interesting. Uh, my dad was the custodian at the local elementary school that I went to. I was the last. Uh, it was a uh, 
last graduating class before consolidation that I went to all black elementary school, mm. uh, went to West Craven High School, Jasper High School, my ninth grade year, then West Craven after it consolidated, uh, went to HBCU, Federal State University. I am a Bronco. Uh-oh, okay. Uh, and you, know you. There was a, you know, there was a Bronco that was a part of Kansas City uh, win this weekend in the uh, in the Super Bowl. So the Bronco, the Bronco family is very happy. The Bronco that. got represented, didn't they? Yes, yes, yes. sir. But but I I, I have background as well as working. I worked in the Craven County School System. I worked at the Department of Social Services, and then I had the opportunity of being blessed to have worked at to uh, Craven Community College for over thirty plus years. I uh, came in as the Adult Basic Education Director. Uh, then became uh, assistant dean of continuing education, which all of the departments at that time came under my supervision. Wow. Uh, law enforcement training, fire training, uh, uh, nursing programs, all of those things uh, came under occupational extension programs, uh, all the trades programs. Now that have individual individuals in charge of them, all of those came under my supervision. So there would be sometimes at night, I would go from one end of the county to the other end before I can make it home. And I remember some nights going to sleep with the clothes I had on that morning, falling asleep because I was so tired. Uh, but yes, so, so uh, then, doing that. And then my last position there as the assistant dean was twin. Uh, the community college system wanted to develop and integrate a, a program through the community college system called Human Resources Development and Employment Readiness uh, Program. Uh, and uh, and Craven did not have that. So the uh, vice president at that time, Dr. Sears, reached out to me, asked me, could I develop that program? And initially, they didn't want it on campus because they, they thought it was going to bring in folks who would not be celebrated or wanted on campus or may cause trouble on campus. Mm -hmm. uh, but I told them, I said, well, because I've been out in the community, I knew the community surrounding uh, New Bern and Craven County. Mm -hmm. uh, but I knew there was a need. So I did. I followed the instruction. I, I went out, looked for different buildings off campus, could not find one. So so they eventually they bought us a, a mobile unit, put it on campus. They created offices for me and some staff. And we went out and start recruiting. We developed the curriculum and then went out and started recruiting folks to come into that program. And it became one of the one of the best programs in the state of North Carolina. Uh, and it has and we work with companies with folks who, uh, you know, who we work with some major companies as when they were having layoffs and closing, right. changing people's lives. So uh uh, as you mentioned, received some awards over the year. This past year at graduation, I was acknowledged as a staff emeritus uh, honor uh, for the years of working there. I've been active in the community, and it's been a blessing. One of the reasons that I stayed here was that because I, when I graduated from college, I had friends, and I came back and worked for a little while. Some of my friends reached out to me. They was in New York, Atlanta, D.C. They said, like, once you come up here, and you can make more money. But... Uh, but but Christopher, Mr. King, I had, you know, something was in me like somebody has to stay and, and give something back to the community wow. that 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 was given to me. The Holy Spirit laid that 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 on me. And I said, like, you know what? I'm going to be that person. And if you, if that's what I'm supposed to do, then I'm going to be that person. I'm going to try to do the best job I can. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right from the man's mouth. Mr. Mark Best is our guest here on Impacting Life 24-7. And like I said, he has been an inspiration to me in the 13 or 14 years that I've known him. And for uh, all of his life, he has truly been a trailblazer and trendsetter and an impactor. That's who we have here, ladies and gentlemen, on the show. If you're not interested in impact, then this show, this is probably not the show for you, but people like Mark Best, he, you're making an impact every single day, even in retirement. Let me ask you this, Dr. Best, because you, you earned that title too. During your career at Craven Community College, did you always so you 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 kind of laid it out for us you you didn't always work work in employment development but but you had some other positions um which of those did you feel like all those positions prepared you for th the last one that you held well one of the things i think prepared me going out to the college was when i was working at the department of social services okay uh and working in the school system you know in the school system you know when i worked there 
always had a close relationship with the students then. You know, when when they would go to cafeteria at that time, most of the teachers would go to student lounge. I always sat in the cafeteria with the, the students and developed a relationship with them to talk to them, to interact with them, to see what was going on in their lives. When I went to the uh, <clears throat> Department of Social Services, uh, being there and being in the food stamps unit and and seeing folks coming in all the time and and seeing the the situations and that people was living in i mean i, I remember one place i had to go out and make a uh, visit and the lady and her children were staying in a a single like a, a mobile home single mobile home with no electricity mm. uh no running water and uh and but they was trying to survive in that home um you know so when i got into college you know i and this is the thing this is why i knew i was i was meant to go to craven community college okay it was advertising the position for adult-based education i did not know anything about the position i had never set foot on craven's campus but i had interacted with a lot of folks who were selected to be on that committee to hire uh, that person uh -huh. and because of my and, and and volunteering with different groups and just going out beyond what my work schedule was doing things in community one day I got a, a call from a gentleman his name was Mr. Earl Murphy he didn't know me I didn't know him at that time he called me and, and he said I'm looking for somebody to fill this position and he said your name keep coming up <laughs> and, and, he, and he, he called me and I told him I said well yes because I, I I had I kind of had a plan right and that's why i tell folks it's good to have like a a, a plan uh, my plan was at that time to work at department of social services for two years and see about moving on to something else uh -huh. i worked there exactly two years and three months before that call came to me mm. and when i when i interviewed uh at the college uh and and that's why i tell folks who you meet in life you always want to leave a good impression with uh, it's called, and I tell folks, they, they don't think about it. I said, like, you know, who you come in contact with, you never know if that person would be the decision maker as far as a door opens to you or a door closed to you. So, so there were some folks on that committee that I worked one year when I was in home for the summer. I worked under this gentleman who now, he was director of the facility. Uh -huh. He was now working at the college. I worked uh, under a gentleman when I went back to visit my basketball coach at at, at uh, my high school. He was starting his first year there, and I went to visit my coach. He was in there. He only knew about me what my coach told him ah. after I left. Uh, and then it was a, a former teacher who was also on that committee uh, at that time. So when I came in, I saw it was about 15 people there when I interviewed for that position. And I prayed about it and I felt good about it. And and Mr. Murphy told me, he said, when you left out that interview, he said, I knew you were the person I wanted to hire. And little did I know that I was interviewing, he told me, I think after between 75 to 80 people that I was interviewing against to get that position. So, oh but, my. but having the opportunity to work with the community and not be afraid to go out in the community, I think was a, a plus for me at that time. Yeah. And see that that's one thing that, I, that I've always heard you say. And for those of you that are tuning into our live broadcast, we are joined by none other than the great Mr. Mark Best. And he is, uh, he has retired from a senior leadership position at Craven Community College, but he has held multiple positions throughout his uh, illustrious career and received numerous awards and accolades. And I think I'm just going to create an award and give it and give it to him too, just from the folks at Impactville. But you know, one of the things that, that I, I always look at, I even look at this relative to church, Mr. Best, is that it, it has got to go beyond just the four walls. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Some people will get a position and they'll actually even do well at administrating it, etc. But man, if you're really going to go that extra, there, there's got to be something that you do that that you leverage outside of the outside of the facility. And you seem to have, you seem that, that was like in your, that was your lifeblood. Like you, like you were the community as well as your job were like one in the same. Yeah. Growing up, I, there was 10 of us. My parents had 10 uh, kids uh, and all through my life. And I was the youngest of 10. Oh my. So I, so I, I was used to hand-me-downs. I had Got everything handed down. 
but and then my dad did so many things in the community my dad and mother did so many things and a lot of people came to our house we had a garden for the community we had a garden for the family mm. uh, my dad raised cows we had chickens we had uh, mules he had tobacco i was used to working yeah uh and but yet they were always my dad would go and do something for somebody in the community and and my mother would always do something for folks in the community. Even on, on, on Sabbath after church, there was always somebody coming home to eat with us. You know, sometimes we had to go out to where my dad was a custodian at school. We had to go out there and get some tables and chairs and bring back to the house so and, and, and put them outside so we can we could feed the folks that she would invite home. So having that background of yeah. service. And, and, you know, really was something. And because when I when I came out to college, one of the things I looked at, the college had what they called it, a open door policy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I observed with any door, I say, you know, this door, I want to sw- just be swinging both ways. Yeah. Not wait for folks to come onto our campus, but for someone to go out and share what opportunities are on this campus. And so I made it my commitment at that time to make sure that for me, it will always be a door that swings both ways oh. to, to go out there. And, and, and there's so much, there was so much need and, and you had, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, you had to sell it to a lot of people because a lot of people was comfortable where they were. Yeah. And, and I compare it to that. Uh, I compare it to the first death in life. You know, when you start, stop challenging yourself, when you don't believe in yourself, when you come become complacent, where you are and you comfortable with where you are and how you're living. To me, that's the first death in life. It's like that TV show, The Walking Dead, just aimlessly going through life yeah. with no goals or no direction or anything. Woo! Man, I tell you what, I felt something on that one, y'all, ladies and gentlemen. My guest, and you hear his name often, uh, uh, on these airwaves, you're going to hear it all the time, the great Mr. Mark Best. Uh, he is joining us all the way from the glorious city of New Bern, North Carolina. Let me just tell you something about your city, though. I'm a little upset because I brought my bride up there uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and I was going to eat at... Uh, uh, what is this place? It's Per Cyprus or something like that. Um, per, I can't remember the name. Persimmons. Of the Persimmons. Persimmons. Down on the water. Yeah. I, I'm like, babe, we're going there. I'm teaching you some fine dining. I got there at 159, and they said, "Oh no, we're closing for the Super Bowl." Boy, I'm telling you, I was mad. So guess where I went and ate? Captain Raddy's. Yes, I did. I went and got me something at Captain Raddy's and saved me a few coins on the- <laughs> there you go. in the middle of it. And so, yes, my friend, uh, elder and mentor, Mr. Mark Best is with us. And one of the things that that uh, you kind of have answered for us, which really, uh, you know, I want this to, to be key, is that you can't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and get after it. You know what I'm saying? Like you had a, you have an ethic that uh, we don't want that to be lost just because things are easier now. I made a post not too long ago that says the easy way is not always the best way. That's correct, right? And and I love what your your concept there was that that this door swung both ways. Now employment readiness has been kind of like the 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 heartbeat of what you've done, trying to get people prepared. Was that was that kind of the 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 framework of the program, trying to help folks get ready for for employment? Yeah, that that was the framework of the program for the human resource development program. And and when you look at the word human resource being resources, but yet needing development. Okay. You know, because one of the things that you look at, you see so many individuals now say we need, we need workers, you know, employers need job openings. Right. One of the things that I found out into the program that there was one thing missing when we was, when the college was providing classes and and different programs, one thing was missing. There were people who was having problems in their lives. Mm -hmm. And, and I came to the conclusion, if you can help people to learn how to do, to solve some of their problems, right, then they will have a better chance of moving forward to do something different. Yeah. If they had the same problem, if they're wallowing in the same problem each day, then they're pretty much going to stay. If they, nobody tells them or shows them the direction out of where they are. And and it's it's amazing. There was a, a, uh, a saying that I... Uh, that I kept 
with me throughout my years this that service is the rent yes you pay for a living you know and that became my motto service to the people now going in you know there were some neighborhoods that other folks at craven were not going to they say we're not going in there we hear about shootings and things like that i say they may be you know amenable i through my years there i've left my my knuckle prints knocking on doors on every door in the housing areas in the in, some people call it the projects my 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 knuckles going under the streets in the low economic areas going all the way to past havelock to hollow uh going all the way to fort bonwell dover vanceboro cold city you know going into any area that i could you know walking around all day long talking to people putting flyers in their hands telling them about programs that can change their lives and to see individuals that i that now that i walk into are in significant positions yeah who are now directors who got master's degrees who are <laughs> who are, who got doctorate degrees and one young lady she was so excited uh, a couple of years ago she sent me a picture that she got a master's she sent me a picture of her with her old Craven t-shirt on saying, you started me on this road. And she was a single mother. She had four daughters as a single mother. Oh my. Going through a, 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 uh, a relationship that was an abusive relationship. Oh my. And, and to help her because we bought in different things. We partnered with different agencies to help her to overcome those issues that she was having in our life. And and people are judgmental. I, I remember years ago I was speaking with uh, one in our uh, 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 Rotary Civitan Club, and I said, "Well, how many of you, when you roll through five points, look to your right to see or to the left when you're just leaving out to see those people over there? How many have taken the time to ride through there to see how they're living?" And you know, to me, a solid foundation. When you built your home, Chris, you wanted to make sure there was no cracks in the foundation. That's right. So for our community. For us to have a solid community, we have to shore up the cracks in our community to order to have a solid community. Mm. And in people's lives, you have to you have to help them to identify the cracks in their lives and fill those cracks with solid information, with solid foundation. <laughs> and because to me, employment readiness also deals with attitude, self-esteem, problem-solving skills. If you can change, if I could change your way of thinking, which you've been walking around in that walking dead mentality. If right. I can change your way of thinking that now you say, oh, I'm alive. I am worth something. I can be counted to do something. I am significant. That makes a difference in a person's life. Man, it surely does. And you guys, I, I'm telling you, this is so rich. Uh, I might have to pay uh, Mr. Best for just his, for his 30 minutes. We're going into extra innings tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to tell you, I know I, I knew I couldn't do this show in 30 minutes. I'm sitting here just like, I'm kind of like, just like, you know, fan gazing. I'm just like, man, I just want to hear everything you got to say. Just put a push record and let Mr. Best talk. But uh, I, for those of you that are swinging through our live audience, we are joined by Mr. Mark Best. Um, he is a, a legend in my eyes and in many other lives. You just heard that story there. He's the former director of human uh, resource development, employment readiness at Craven Community College. And uh, he is a friend and a mentor and a leader and an elder and someone that many, many people, like you heard him say, did you, did you hear what he said? He said his knuckles are on every door in, in those various communities. And you're right, Mr. Best, you know, every, every, let me just tell you, I, I, I go to the place where you're, where you're a board member there at the, at the jail and every month I, I try to, you know how crazy and wild I am, right? So they get, they get that once a month, right? You can only have CL in small doses. But every month I'm, I'm trying to work on their mindset. Like even to defy where they are. Like yeah. they're, because I told them this last month, their mind isn't in jail. They can't lock up your mind. I don't care. They can put you in this cage or this in this cell, but they cannot lock up your mind. And so you got to start winning the battle in your mind as you have you this is an interesting point you worked at Craven Community College for how long 32 years 32 years now this y'all want to know something interesting I got some insider information that's going to really blow you away I want I want Mr. Best to tell us because you know in, in my line of work 
um, I try to establish long-term contracts with many of my co- uh, many of my clients. You know what I mean? Would you like my services for uh, five or seven years? You know what I mean? Because I want to make sure that that check rolling in regularly. But Mr. Best, your situation was a little different at Craven Community College. Tell us about it. It was for 32 years. I had I worked under a one-year contract. That means any any time any one of those five presidents that I worked on during my time there could say like, hey, we don't need Marco. We don't want Marco. We don't, I, I, you know, there was a book that I read uh, called uh, The Seven Essential uh, Steps for Being Essential uh, because I wanted to be essential. I wanted to be, if they came across my name and said, we need to get, if somebody said, we need to get rid of Mark, that somebody said, no, we can't get rid of him. And this is the other thing, uh, uh, Mr. King, uh, is that, you know, I'll keep wanting to call you Dr. King and stuff, you know, <laughs> you got that last name of King. That's, you know, just comes so comfortably out of my mouth. It, it, I just want to say Dr. King. I told but, I, I told one of my friends, I think I was Tabari, I said, I'm going to apply at Bojangles to see if they'll give me an honorary doctorate <laughs> for a two-piece biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you said yeah. you being essential. Yeah, being essential and and... And one of the things that I also want to validate myself, not just with the college, but going out in the community was validation also, because if the college said that we're going to get rid of him, I wanted to have that relationship with the community that said, no, we're not letting you get rid of him. Mm. And uh, it's, it's amazing. Before I left, I started a, a group called the, Afri- the, the, the African-American Community Connections Initiative, bringing folks from the community onto our campus, because there was a there was a program that was having a craving. They they had folks to come in. And I, I tell you, Chris, you know, sometimes you just got to speak up regardless of what your surroundings is. I said, there's no representation here from the African-American community. Uh-huh. And, and I pushed that point. So they said, well, Mark, bring some folks on so we can have that dialogue with them. I, I think they thought that I only had what's going to bring about 10 or 15 people. But we brought in over a hundred some people from the community. We had fraternity sororities. We had a ministry. We had aldermen, county commissioners. We had educators. We had entrepreneurs. I mean, that was they were amazed when the leadership came in there. They were amazed that so many people came from different walks. We had folks from the base there. I mean, we had we connected with everyone. These were all connections. That meeting was that ongoing too, right? It it, it dropped. But and it, that's why that's that's something I really harbor. I was at a meeting and I said, like, you know, when I left, it was for the community. I said, why didn't the community reach out and say, where is this initiative? Why is this no longer? Because I, 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 I was pushing it. Yes. I asked that because I remember attending some of those and just yes. in all the room be full, packed yes. full. That was amazing. Yes. And, and, and it was to bring all our groups together because, you know, sometimes we as a people, we cannot, it's hard for us to work together because everybody wants the, the acknowledgement of what they're doing. Right. The purpose of this was to bring all the folks together, have some dialogue about what's going on at Craven, to see if we as a group can identify, at least as a collective body, four or five initiatives throughout the year that we could work together as a collective body. Yeah. And 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 it was it was so hard to get that done. And then when I left, nobody pushed the, the that you know where is it? Why why are we not having these connections again? Right. And so that's something that I hope that someone we hear tonight and reach out so like we want to get that started. That was so valuable. It we was. started a lot of those programs, those vocational programs that you see at Craven now. Yeah came through the community saying we need these hands-on trades wow. and that came as a part of that initiative well again ladies and gentlemen for those of you who are tuning in or those that listen to our podcast all across the country and literally around the world you're being blessed to hear the voice of a legend mr mark best he's the former director of human resource development employment readiness at craven community college and uh, an ambassador in the community, an elder and a leader in his church, a family man, um, um, uh, married a beautiful young lady. She even commented in the, in the chat there, Mr. Best. She said, uh, while you defied the odds, 32 years on one contract, that's from your wife, Miss Best. And uh, hello, Miss Best. I didn't know you were an interpreter too, Miss Best. I got to hook you up with my wife. Um, so when we talk about that, listen, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Now, Mr. Best is a little more chill than I am, but he's way deeper than I am. I'm just I'm just the flash. He's he's the real deal. He said 
that you've got to make yourself essential. Think about this. I, I'm my mind. My mind races when I interview people. I'm like, you, you're the you're, you're the first guest in a long, long time I've handed the questions to. That's just how much I respect you. I I, I was thinking about what Elon Musk did. Right, he came into Twitter and he fired you know two thirds of the workforce. I'm right. just like, you got to make yourself unfireable. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? You and 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 for an every fiscal year for Mr. Best to potentially be on the employment chopping blocks just demonstrates the tenacity and the value added. Cause you know, we use that big term in process improvement, the value added, what value you added to uh Craven community college. That, that is truly, truly a testament of the work that you did. Now, let me ask you this. You, cause you, 32 years is a long time, but you've been living uh, a little longer than 32 years. Yeah. <laughs> what, in your view, because things ebb and flow, things shift. In 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 the thirty two years that you've held that position, what would you say the job market has changed about the job market has changed during the span of your career? Like challenges and and opportunities, both that though with folks that are entering the workforce. Well, you know, one of the things I've seen has changed, and one of the major changes is technology. Yeah. Uh, when I graduated from high school, you know, a lot of a lot of my friends, a lot of folks went to places like Warehouser, that went to places like Hatteras Yachts. They went to a place that used to be called Textile, which was a uh, textile manufacturing company that and, and so it was pretty much a lot of hands on work, you know, show us how to do it. And we can do it. Uh, as those years changed, I, I was here. We helped those that when Textile, when uh, Textify closed down, they were sending jobs overseas. That was one of the first companies here to mm. experience that when they had a major closing and going out there to help those folks who, 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 who never had to do a resume, who never had to interview pretty much a technical interview, who didn't know how to market themselves for other employment opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, all of those things. And then it's, it's the, the personal and emotional aspects of it. Cause we sometimes, when we think of a loss, sometimes we think of a person or somebody close to us dying. Right. This was a loss to them. Yeah. This was something that they had, that they were secure with, they was comfortable with. So we had to do something like how to handle a loss, mm. not focus on the, a person, but the loss of your income, the loss of your health benefits, yeah. the loss of your security that you felt, and the, the loss of your comfortability, how you're going to take care of your kids, how you're going to buy groceries, all of those things came into play. So, so one wow. of the major things was helping people to understand what it takes and, and adjusting to the change. One thing we try to tell folks and try to tell people then and even now, mm -hmm. the one thing in life that is constant is change. Yes, sir. Is change. You know, the 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 more you fight it, the further you get behind. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just that's just that's just truth. The, the, you know, and 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 then we had to work on helping them to have a change of attitude. Yeah. To feel positive, self-esteem build. I mean, I mean, some folks would cry. They would come to class crying every day. So we had to build up their self-esteem because they, they knew no other way. So I would say in today's, in today's job market, it's, it's, the, it's the opposite in one aspect. Okay. Those folks were dedicated to work. Now you have a workforce that's not really dedicated to work. They yeah. may work two days and leave a job. Yeah. They, they don't have that. They don't have that need to want to work. They think that they can make it day by day where those folks understood the value of working and what it bought. And now we have a generation that's growing up who said like, you know, I, you know, if I can just make me a, a music video or if I can just, you know, do something easy, I don't want to work hard. So, so I, I just, I, I apologize for interrupting, but I, you just, you just, this lines up with what just happened to me the other day, Mr. Best. I want you to know this. So this is how you know you're in in church. They say he in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, this is this is very wise because I have been. I'm a person of. I guess maybe you consider me old school. I don't know. But I when I go into a store, 
I actually like to interact with the people that work there. You know what I mean? Like at Walmart, I would never go to the self-checkout because I wanted to greet the uh, greet the lady or man that was checking me out and ring up my groceries right. and c- conversate. You know what I'm saying? Well, Walmart, God bless them. They can't sue me. It's just something that actually happens. So I'm just telling the truth. They have revital- They have revised their whole shopping experience. They don't really care. Uh, they're not looking for you to have an experience. They're looking for you to get in and get out, right? So they they took out two-thirds of the cashiers and replaced those with these automated things. So I was there the other day with my wife, and we actually went in against my protest because I usually don't even go in there no more. And we had to go in to pick up something. And I asked the lady who was a, an employee, I said, listen, y'all just built all these self-checkout things and none of them are open. What is the problem? She said, people come to work for two or three days, and then they leave. Come to work for two or three days, and then they leave. I told the folks in the in the in the jail, the residents in the jail that I spoke to, that I speak to every month, I said, listen, if Walmart, just using them as an example, already has a ready-made system, and I had to come there and start from the ground up, I would learn their system, master it. And then I would run Walmart. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. op- the, the the blueprint's already there for you. But yeah. we've got to your your voice is important because we've got to do something to to demonstrate that the the effort has still got to be there. Yes, working is essential. And and you're talking about customer service skills. And I, you know, I was talking to some friends. He told he told me that they've been trying to get a position filled and. And after about three hours, the gentleman said, or the, I think it was more than once, that they had to go to the restroom and said they didn't see him anymore the rest of the day. So they just left. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's it's amazing that people, you know, one thing, you know, uh, when I went to Craven, my dad made me understand this. He said, you don't leave a job unless you go into another one. Yes, so you sir. Keep employment. Mm-hmm. And, he, and this is something that he, very wise he told me. He said, listen, because I, I heard even when I was working at Craven, people said, I quit because someone said this to me. I quit because that person didn't like me or their supervisor. I said, let me ask you a question. Did that supervisor, when your rent was due or your mortgage due, did he say, I'm going to come by and pay that for you? Yeah. Did he say, when you're hungry, am I going to come by and, and buy you groceries and all that? Am I going to, did he say he's going to come and put gas in your car? I said, so, and that's the thing that really affects a lot of folks when they allow someone else to take control of their thinking. Yes. When we allow someone, and and that's something that, and, and the second aspect of thing is perception. How you are seen in the eyes of others. Mm. That is something that our this whole generation, so many of them have forgotten, forgotten the word perception. That you can be the smartest, brightest person in the world, right? But if you're not perceived in the <sighs> appropriately in the eyes of corporate America or whoever can make that decision about your life. You could be you could be smart sitting right over there in the corner, not doing anything with all that intelligence with those ideas. So you have to present yourself so that people will like you. You have to know what skills you possess that you can make someone. That's what it comes down to. It does. Uh, Miss Kent is if I can make someone like me enough to give me an opportunity, then when I get the opportunity, then you need to also understand what is job keeping skills. Why do I need to keep my job? Ooh. What can I do to keep my job? You know, I tell folks, they say, well, they weren't paying me enough. I say, as far as I know, uh, $15 an hour has always been more than zero. Yeah. <laughs> yes. $10 an hour has always been more than zero. Yes, sir. You know, I say, so I'm saying if you're not getting nothing, but you can work and get something, why not do that? Yeah, man, that, that's you know? that's so powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, all impacting life, all of our impact villers out there, we are blessed to have. Mr. Mark Best, he is a legend. You're you're hearing some things, ladies and gentlemen, that are really trendsetting. Some some skills that he perfected over his sixty plus years on Earth and thirty two plus years at Craven uh, Community College. They they should probably just make it like the United Center. You know, Jordan's bronze statue is out there. They should put one out there of Mr. Mark Best. He is he is Craven. He is Craven County. Um, and you talked about this. You know how you felt connecting with the community was important. And, you know, you, you, you demonstrated that by a boots on the ground mentality. Do you think, do you think that has, just looking at the whole landscape of community colleges, that served well for you. 
do you think the community college would be served well with continuing that type of framework? I think it has to be modified. Okay. To not just go back to we have an open door policy. Okay. Because you need because the people need your services. Yeah. And it's just like when you are seeing a commercial on TV, they're trying to market you to come and get their services. Right. So you know when you send back, I'm gonna send out a flyer, and you wait for folks to call you. How many people are not even look seeing that flyer? Ain't even seen. How that. many people are not seeing that TV commercial? Mm-hmm. How many of our young people look at regular TV anymore? <laughs> right. How many of them listen to radio anymore? They on their iPads yes. and the clouds yeah. and, and all those other things that I can't even name or know about and all that. They they in a completely different. So sometimes to go where they are. To identify, first of all, you have to identify your audience for your program. That's the main thing. I say, then you have to know the makeup of your audience. You need to know where to go. And then you can't be afraid to go. Mm. You can't be afraid to go. Because, no, like I said, there were some folks at Craven who said, well, I don't want to go within the projects. I heard they had a shoot. I said, I've been going there for years. And and, I've been having, and people treat me with decency because they see me there. They identify. I remember one time I had, I was there. Uh, in a situation where I was coming up, some gentlemen saw me. They they say they thought I was five old because back then I had that one of the little gray plummet reliance that looked like one oh, of those old FBI yeah, cars. Yeah, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they say like this is five old, and the guy start running. And one of the guys said, "Man, that's Mister Best from the college." Say, "Come on back here and stuff." Say, "He'll help you. He's here to help." And all those guys came back. And there was a tree that guys was under every day, man. They would come to everyday community, drink and all of that. Uh-huh. And I came in, I would always stop in to talk to them. And one of the guys told me this. They kept up with me what I was doing to say, you represent all of us here underneath this tree. Say, if we didn't have anyone to kind of like look at to keep us motivated, then we don't know what we would do. And, wow. and, and one guy said, like, man, I, I've been around. And this is what really got me one time. This gentleman I was talking to, I knew I had, I knew him ever since he was in middle school, trying to get him to do something with his life, trying to get motivate him. And, and I said, well, man, I've been, every time I see you, I'll be trying to get you motivated to do something. He said, I said, you know, I just will to stop doing it. He said, Mr. Best, he said, don't stop doing it. Don't stop asking me because if I don't have, you to believe in me. I don't have anyone else to believe in me. Oh, my, my, my. Man, those things like that is what Ooh. made it worth it. You know, yes. uh, it wasn't it wasn't about the income because I worked at Craven 32 years. I, I never got a merit pay increase in 32 years. Whatever the state gave us, that was it. That was my pay increase. Wow. Uh, you know, so it, was, it wasn't about the money. Right. You know, it was about when I can walk past someone now and it's like, Mr. Best, do you remember me? You helped me do this. You know, Mr. Best, you did this not only for me, but I sent my son and my daughter to you and you did right by them. That's our purpose in living, really, when it comes down to it. That's what that's what God put us here for, for us to learn what we need to learn and not keep it to ourselves, but to share it with other people. Man. And, you know, and, and one of the guys I was mentoring, Kane, he's in Atlanta, he's doing well. Uh, uh, Chris, he's doing well now. He came and said, say, you know what? You need to become a consultant. He said, you're about one of the smartest men I ever ran into that can I can be talking. You start giving me ideas. And my wife tells me that all the time, yeah. that you start putting together ideas for how I could be successful in this. He said, you never asked us any money. You just gave that information away free. So you need to start charging for that. But, you know, I never have. I always felt that somebody helped me out yeah. without charging me. Right. So why should I have information I can give to help someone else without charging them? But, you know, some of my friends say, well, you know, you need to start doing that. So you need to be like Chris King. Yes, sir. Because my fees is pretty high. (laughs) 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 You know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I I am blessed. Listen, they say, listen, when when the baseball goes into extra innings, you feel like you're getting your money's worth. Right. So tonight we are definitely in extra innings with our friend, the mentor, the legend. Uh, the man of legacy, 
Mr. Mark Best. You said something that resonated with me so much because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you're a speaker. That's so easy. It's actually really hard yeah. to lock in gigs, brother. It's, it, you know, those paid gigs, not, not, yeah. not the, not the, uh, not the uh, chicken dinner gigs, right? Well, I was doing this exactly what you said the other day. I was on a Zoom with a principal of a school of 3,000 students. And I went there with, you know what I mean, my, my presentation, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized that I, I got I to find a way for this principal to say, I couldn't imagine not having C.L. King there. Right. So I, I, I wanted to feel what she, I started probing her on what would you, what are your needs, Right. And that's oh man, I got something perfect for that, and and the the deal got inked. But the truth of the matter is, you're right. You gotta you gotta show them why what you have is what they want, and that yeah. that's so 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 important. Now I'm gonna switch gears real quick because I know Mr. Best, your time is valuable, and I gotta go to the gym after this. I'm going getting in shape because this book tour wearing me out, sir. I'm getting on the road, so I gotta trim up a little bit. NBA. You know that we just saw LeBron James eclipse cap, right? He he is yeah. now the all-time leading scorer. The debate has been out there for years, you know, who is the GOAT, right? So I wanted to just kind of give some levity to our conversation and find out who your top five all-timers would be in any order you want. But I wanted to pick your brain because you're a basketball connoisseur. So who are your top five? Well, first of all, I, I was share, I would talk to some friends of mine. They say greatest of all times. I said, well, you can't say goat. You have to because time has not elapsed yet. We're still living in time. Ooh. So I said, you can't say the greatest of all time. So you may want to look at the greatest of each decade yes. or something like that. Or their era. Uh, right. Yeah, of their era. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so when I started, so when I did say, like, said, one guy said, well, you know, that makes sense. Because the game has changed so much over the years. Because oh, when you look goodness. at look at Kareem. For him to have those many points over a period of time, he only had one two-pointer. I mean, one three-pointer. Mm. He was a center. Right. And and so he only scored either two points or one point, but yet he maintained. Now, LeBron came in with a three-point line and with less physical quality because LeBron's a big boy. Yeah. And this is, this is what separates when people get in an argument about him and Jordan. To me, this is what separates the two. Okay. The rules had changed. Yeah, there was not as much physicality with LeBron as it was with Jordan. We know that Jordan came in with Oakley, man. Them boys <laughs> were putting him on the floor. The bad boys from Detroit, they were putting him on the floor. On the floor. Man, when the last time you seen somebody put LeBron on the floor? If he'd been coming through the lane back then, man, he wouldn't be playing all these years. I'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there. They could call me up later and stuff. Yeah, man, them, them Bruiser boys from Indiana, them, them Davis boys from yes, Indiana. Sir. Yes, stuff, sir. Man. <laughs> So you know, so that's that's where that's why because he had to, he and Kobe don't get his due. He don't. He doesn't get his due. No. That boy, he was bad. You know, and, and what? Well, I wanted to tell you because my son Chris, you know, who's playing for the Army Band, he yeah. said something like this. He said that Jordan revolutionized the game. Like he was a. It was more than just the game because people still wear his tennis shoes and he ain't played in 23 years, you know? Right. And and I he said he said Jordan revolutionized the game, LeBron dominated the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So LeBron is dominated, but even like it could be said about Steph Curry. Steph Curry revolutionized the game because now every kid wants to shoot from half court. Yeah. And uh, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna give you my list of let's five let me hear him. Let me hear him, Dr. Best. Let's but but I, I, I want to share this little oh, go, this, go this, ahead. this little thing with you. You know, they call it the, the Euro step they have out now. They say it came from Europe. Uh -huh. so you know, I was doing a Euro step in the 10th grade in high school. Oh, really? Really. And I got people, and even one of my cousins who came after me said, she saw this, say, you were doing a Euro step way back then in high school. I got guys from my college, when I went to college with, say, man, we see the Euro step. They said, so you, say, you was doing that back then. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, and, and one of my friends, you probably uh, uh, know, Pastor Ronald Scott, he always tell me, say, you was before your time. He mm. always tell me that he said, you were before your time. Mm. But, but you know, I, my, my. Wait, hold on. Was, one, one other question before you give me your five. What about the step back? How do you feel about that? I, I was doing that. Really? I was really doing that. 
you know, and you know, have I had the step the crossover, uh, Iverson, the crossover step back. I was doing that before Iverson even came along. Before he was a twinkle in his daddy's eye. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And and my friend, I was telling about Jeff Capel. Yeah. uh, That that used to he used to coach the uh, the Bobcats and. Charlotte Bobcats before they changed the name again. And he coached with Larry Brown and Hubert Brown and Phil Ford, all of that. So they used to bring the team to Wilmington. So he would invite us up to Wilmington for the preseason. We still stay connecting all that. So I had to ask him, could I said, Jeff has seen me play. And uh, he saw me and he, I said, Jeff, could I have played in the NBA? He didn't hesitate. He said, without a doubt, you could have. He said, I'm around guys all the time. He said, they have some more, some maybe more athletic than you. He said, your game was so solid. Your fundamentals were so solid. You could shoot it. You could drive. He said, you, he said, I never seen anyone like you. Uh, and he, and he been, he coached division one. He had coached in the NBA. So, so that's my accreditation. And I had opportunity one time when I played in tournament Atlanta, some folks approached me about going to the NBA free agent camp. They said, you better than anything in the ACC right now. Cause they were down in the area scouting. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but you know, but I never regretted my decision. Right. You know, I ran into a friend of mine. He jumped out of his car and said, you supposed to be a millionaire. You supposed to be a millionaire. You supposed to be a millionaire. Man. I said, man, I am a millionaire. I said, God has blessed me a million times over. <laughs> So I am a millionaire. All right. So who you got? Okay, I got uh, I got Magic. I got Kareem in the center. I got Jordan, and I got Kobe. Now this is gonna throw you because nobody considers him Carl Malone. Oh, the mailman. I, the mailman. That man for his height, for his strength, it had the softest touch. Yeah. Could shoot inside, outside. <laughs> yeah. Could run the floor. So I, I, you know, most you never hear him in any conversation. And he's number three in scoring, I believe, isn't he? Uh huh. And he was LeBron before LeBron. Yes, yes. Yeah. We forgot about the mailman. Yeah, the mailman. I, I, I could, I had to throw him out there, man. man that's a, that's a, there. that's a pretty killer top five, y'all. That's a pretty killer top yeah. five, because you know Magic was Showtime. So man, that is, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 amazing, Mr. Best. I want you to know something. One day. Because uh, one day me and uh, old Greg, we're going to come up to New Bern. We're going to throw on our shorts with our long tube socks. And we're going to go find the court somewhere and play some ball. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, man? That would be that would be an enjoyable time. I had to get that filmed. Uh, before we before we let you go, because it's been, it's been an amazing time. I'm just going to plan on having you back. I want to tell you that uh, I want everybody to listen to me for just a second. This is Black History Month. And I've been blessed to... I got asked to speak for a black history program at the end of this month at Havelock Middle. And of all of my speeches, Mr. Best, I've never done an official black history speech. Maybe, maybe to not to kids, to adults, yes, but but I'm I'm I am on a quest that yes, I want to celebrate those that that are gone on to their reward, but we have such a blessing to have those who are historical figures who are still living among us. You know what I mean? Like, you are black history. You are uh, legacy. And so throughout this month, uh, I know I did it last month, but this I'm dedicating this show uh, and this podcast to uh, people like you who are alive and still making an impact in the African American community and in all communities, I mean, I've seen I've seen whites, blacks, Hispanics come up to Mr. Best and be like, "Mr. Best, Mr. Best, it, you were just a you are just a person of the people," and uh, we thank you so we salute you so highly. And uh, if if you know, literally, if I paid people to come on the show, I'd give you an extra bump because you the you are truly the man. And you know what? You said one thing that is so true. I know what I do is based off of uh, uh, invoices, but but I also do a lot that there ain't no invoice, right. and 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 that is that is the service piece. Uh, I don't ever want to, and our young people got to learn that. I don't ever want to get away from uh, serving. Like the Craven County thing is all on my time, my dime. I do that because I I love those people. I've never been in jail, but I just felt like. They maybe I could use my voice there. You know what I mean, and um, and so you have taught service 
And it, what did you? What is the? What is the statement? So we get it right. Service is the rent you pay for living. Service is the rent you pay for living, and that that truly is um, an absolute amazing statement. I, I Mark Best, uh, Craven Community College, and uh, leader of leaders. So thankful that you took time out of your schedule to be on our schedule. And so I got one final question for you. Uh, what advice, Mr. Best, would you give to someone who's kind of like on the fence? You know what I mean? They're they're they don't know really what they want to do. They're they're at a decision point, and they really just don't know. You know, they're like, what career path should I take? And they might need a little bit of guidance. Can you take the next minute and speak to those folks and and give them uh, words of encouragement and wisdom? The floor is yours. Yes, I, I would tell folks be counted. You know, sometimes. That number is 99, and, and the world needs that that additional person to make that 100. That person that's on the fence need to be counted. Your presence, you are worthy to be counted in this world. And and everybody is, is worth something, but until you make that decision, and I always, this is something that always has carried me. If other people can do it, why can't I? I just need to find out the way, the path, and who I need to network, what mentors I need to be in place. But the world, I tell folks this all the time, the world is ran by average people of average intelligence, not all geniuses. So if average people can do significant things, why can't I? Why can't you? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we should just close it down. Lord, you can come on back now. Mr. Best finished it off. I don't need to hear another thing. Wow, that is so powerful. Mr. Mark Best, I see why you have uh, you know, accumulated so much in your life. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Humanitarian Award, first African-American male chairman of Craven County DSS, emeritus at Craven Community College, an amazing person, a staff person of the year, not only for Craven, but also North Carolina. Absolutely phenomenal. We thank you, Mr. Best, for your continued impact in those in the community and those at large. Because I can just tell you this right now. Everybody thinks, oh, CL, you're so cool. You're so smart by having these people on. I'm the one getting blessed. You know what I mean? Like, I get enriched by having people like you and our team, we get enriched by having folks like you. So thank you, Mr. Best. Happy Black History Month. And uh, if you happen to be in Havelock on the 28th, come and check me out. I'm still jumping off stages. You know, I'll be I'll be there trying to behave myself for the program. But you know how I do it, Mr. Best. <laughs> well, I can't do that because I had knee replacement surgery. I can't jump off no stages. <laughs> but send me that date, and I will try to be there. Okay, that would be awesome, man. That would because I, I you would be the greatest object lesson ever because you would represent real history. Uh, that's that's still today. I want kids to be able to catch it and touch it and realize it. So anyway, Mr. Mark Best. Give your love to your uh, your family, your beautiful wife, and uh, we look forward to having you back again real soon. Okay, sir? Thank you so much. I certainly appreciate it. All right. I hope you had a good time. I, I did. I enjoyed the opportunity. And I just want to say thank you for the acknowledgement because, like you said, sometimes I, this is my philosophy. Give people their flowers while they can see them and smell them. Yeah. That's my philosophy in life. Don't wait till they, they're asleep, their breath is gone, and you over them saying what what they impact so do it now that's right and make their day amen all right mr mark best take care we'll talk to you again real soon all right mr king so that was wow what a great 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 interview greg i wish you could have been here for it but greg will catch it on the repost repeat don't report wow man it's just truly amazing man we got to have him back because he got some other stories y'all i'm telling you what well, he got some stories that are really just uh mind-blowing especially about his basketball time uh how he stood up for his personal convictions and his faith they don't make you know god makes some great men and he's made great men but they he kind of broke the mold and the template after mark best uh, anybody you mention that name to, I mention his name all the time where I go, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we know Mark Best. He's blah blah blah. He's the... so he has." When he said he put his knuckles on every door in Craven County, he did, and that should be a lesson to us, ladies and gentlemen. 
that all of us, I'm getting ready to give a message here at Motion Church in a couple weeks. All of us have to take our turn at, at the edge of the huddle. And you'll have to tune in to find out what that's about. But, but we all can contribute. We all have a part to play. And he's like, when he closed out, Mr. Best said, if somebody else can do it, why not you? Don't disqualify yourself. I, when I go to Craven County Jail this week, I'm going to tell those folks that. Give Mark Best the credit, of course. But if, if it can be done, if you can, if other people who have made a few mistakes and have come through the jail can get out and restart their life, then why can't you? There's, there's nothing holding you back. What words of encouragement. So thank you guys for tuning in to Impacting Life 24-7. If you'd like to become a sponsor of the show, all you got to do is go to clkingspeaker.com and scroll down to the bottom. We're blessed to have sponsors who support our work and support this show and keep it going. All of this does not happen for free, ladies and gentlemen. And to bring, we our goal is to, to create this cathedral of resources where people can pull from. One night, it's Mr. Best. Tomorrow night, it'll be... Um, Victor Taylor. And the next night it'll be someone overcoming grief. The next night it'll be someone how they were a paraplegic and began to walk. Impact is versatile. Impact is diverse. But impact always remains after the person is gone. And there are many people's lives, y'all, that Mark Best touched. That he don't, he don't see them no more. They don't even live in the city no more. But impact, it's like your imprint. Impact leaves a change long after the element is gone. Thank you, Mr. Best. We love you. We appreciate you. Happy Black History Month. To all of our viewers and followers, as A.B. Almore says, peace. <laughs>